Welcome back to the Tower Hill Podcast with Pat and Mike. On this week's episode, we discuss how sleep, exercise, and scheduling can help you win each day. Good morning, bro. Hey, man. How's it going? Good, good. It's the last day of March. Wow. Friday, March 31st. Yes. Wow. We are done with the first quarter. Q1. That's scary. I know it's, it is. It's happened way too fast. It really is. Everyone's um, everyone's listening to this and thinking, "Oh man, I only have 15 days to do my taxes." <laughs> yeah, I got I got to call my tax that guy. Myself. Oh boy. Well, luckily you have me. This and is I true. submitted everything. So <laughs> That is awesome. And and our A uncle huge, is our CPA. Yes, so. Uncle Joe. Yeah, in fact, everybody in our family's named Joe. We talked about yeah. our, our brother Joe. I've got a son Joe and then there's Uncle and Uncle Joe, Joe yeah. and then and that, that's just on the Irish side. The Italian side is like there's a Joe and a Vinny. Like every do we have any people. Vinnies on that? No, side actually, don't we don't actually. Do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you threw that in there. Yeah, no, it's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of Joes. There's a lot of Michaels. Yeah, a couple of Eugenes. My middle name. There you go. Uh, the huge. So I think it's funny that our parents always say that when I came out, I they they had some other middle name that they had concocted for me, right? Mm -hmm. It was Michael something Kilner. But I looked so much like our grandfather, our Italian grandfather, Mm -hmm. named Eugene, that they decided that my middle name was going to be Eugene. It fits you. Right then and there. Perfect. That's great. You continue to look that way, amazingly. Usually a baby comes out and you're like, I have no (laughs) idea. (laughs) I look exactly the same. You look like a Martian. From day one to now, I just got a little wrinkly. Yeah. So... I wanted to, we got some feedback this week on the podcast from a couple of listeners. Great feedback. Yeah, Thank great you, feedback. You know, some, some some critical feedback, which is good too, but the good feedback, we heard that our sound quality has definitely improved over the last few I episodes. I wonder why that is. And I'll tell you why that is. Tell me. That's because we have a Nick, Nick. here. Nick B. So Nick B, Nick Bortensky, there's another Nick B in the yes, brokerage now. This is true. But Nick Bortensky is our cousin who has come on. To basically be our production guy, production yeah. guy for all of the stuff that we're doing at Tower Hill. So if you've seen any of our videos, mm-hmm. that quality is all due to Nick. If you've seen our logos recently, he's cleaned those up. He's blushing. And he's Yeah, he's blushing. It's amazing. But his beard is red, talking, so you can blushing. barely see it. Um, <laughs> and he's our sound engineer for the podcast, so that's why everything sounds so much better. Yeah. Um, so shout out, Nick. Good stuff, man. Yeah. Thanks, Nick. Crushing it. So another thing. That's been happening in the past couple of weeks is this market. Market's blown up. Well, it's spring market, right? So this this happens. The uh, you know we we did a video on this, John and I this week, and you know this is what happens every year. Demand increases, inventory's low, stuff starts flying off the market. What happens is two two things: things that you didn't expect to sell really fast sell really fast, and some people over anticipate how how robust the spring market will be and still price their houses outside of the market. Yeah. So that's still you know even though it's a very robust spring market careful do your do your your diligence on uh, on your price point and and your comps and understand you may be able to get a little bump. Maybe you'll get yeah. a 2%, 3% bump in your neighborhood this time of year because the timing is awesome as long as your marketing's phenomenal as well and right. and you've got someone really negotiating for you really really yeah well. i heard a, an, an anecdote from um david one of the agents in tower hill and he said that he had submitted an offer for clients and this was a second offer that they had submitted in a very competitive situation i think they were either number 12 or number 13 their mm-hmm. offer was number 12 or number 13 of like 15 offers yeah and the townhouse in rockville ended up going for sixty thousand over asking 
Yeah. It's, so it's, it's just, yeah. uh, it is amazing though, what you can do when you price your home in the market, right? So that townhouse was priced in the market. Yeah. And if you, and if they'd started $60,000 higher, they right. Wouldn't have gotten they wouldn't same. have gotten it because yeah. they wouldn't have gotten the eyeballs. It wouldn't have driven, driven up the, driven the demand in the short term that really creates that pop in the market. Yeah. So now you're talking about an over 10% increase in the market, right? They priced it in the market and then boom, it, it went up. Now question is, well, whether it'll, what it'll, whether it'll praise what we know about that submarket is there's a lot of cash in that submarket as well. So, so yes. Yeah. And they lost out to cash. Exactly. So there cash. you go. Yep. And it's, it's just an illustration of the auction effect is that when you are pricing something and nobody else nobody else really knows where the other offers are coming in, people will just put their best foot forward. Yeah, right? and as long as you're doing a good job of letting people know, hey, we've got another one, we've got another one, we've got another one, and we're accepting offers and treating everybody really, really well, and it sounds simple, it does hard, but you know, to, to manage all of that, but uh, a good agent will will be able to really drive that that price point up for you by doing what they're what they do best, which is creating that 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 auction effect that you that you mentioned. Yeah. So awesome stuff. So spring market, however, that's not happening everywhere. So be, just beware. Don't over anticipate the market. You know the the crazy thing is, what if we what if that that house that wasn't wasn't our listing? What if that house had been priced at two dollars? Yeah. Right. It still would have driven up. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the demand is there and demand demand will bring the bring the market to you and bring the, the price to where it's supposed to be. Right. And in the short term, really can do awesome things for you in the price point. Now, if that yeah. house had been sitting there for two weeks, totally different story. Oh, yeah. Totally definitely. different story. Yeah. So if it and I think that you you just have to recognize that there are many variables that you can control. And one of the things that you don't necessarily controls what the what the market is going to how the market is going to value your home yeah right so you want you want to present it in a way that makes it feel that it's worth you know a certain price point but really the market is going to determine well sure but, but you know a good marketing agency really does control what the the, the reaction of the buyer right as as well as they can uh, apple does this beautifully you know really really great marketing agencies yeah agencies so the emotional really well. absolutely reaction of it so, and then I, I really want to throw in here real quick. Next week, if you're a, if you're an entrepreneur, we're bringing in Nick Cirillo, flying him in from, from Chicago. Nick is a great entrepreneur, owns two of the largest pizzerias in Chicago. Wrote a book called The Slice of the Pie, and some of his retention techniques is what he's really going to be talking to us about, and some of the some of the some of the ways in which he he builds he builds a culture where they only have ninety. They have a 90% retention in the pizza business of employees, and he's built out an entire university for people to to, to leverage working in a pizzeria to 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 increase their their business IQ, which is pretty awesome. And that's that part of the reason cool, why yeah. it's pretty pretty amazing. So we still have seats available. We're um, so I'm really excited about that. Let us know one on one if you're interested in that and you're a business owner. We've gotten the word out, and we're doing that with our friends um, Rory Coakley and Jeff Miller. So great guys, and and really excited to bring be able to bring Nick in in town. So that's that's really fun. Super psyched about that. So that's next Thursday. Next Thursday, it's around Less the corner. Than a week away, yeah. April, what is that? April 6th? It is the 6th. Great, yeah. Nick so. says yes, it's the 6th. <laughs> Nick's nodding. Um, we need to get Nick a microphone. So we do. He can, I think he'd... he'd uh, <laughs> he's shaking his head. He no. likes to be the man he could, behind he the could scenes. He could add to the banter. So let's get days, it. Nick. Yeah, so let's get into it. So actually, what we had thought about talking about today for real, we've talked about a lot of other stuff, but was two concepts. 
which are very much tied together and very much a part of of your productivity during the day. And those two things are exercise and sleep. So I've I've heard you talk about this many times. We so both read a book called I have Spark. a drum that says exercise on one side and sleep on the other and just go around beating it. <laughs> you constantly. beat the drum. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's great. I, don't, I think I think there's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. And I think that you've really made it part of your entire your entire day has to be has to include exercise and sleep for the rest of for everything else to run correctly and for you to be productive and you to give everything the time that it deserves. So Absolutely. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this goes back to a little bit of what we were talking about, you know, a few podcasts ago on the monastic life and sort oh, of yes. about, you know, the monks. So like the monks, they, they they got plenty of sleep and and part of their work physical labor, right? They were they were working physically. And a lot of times our labor is not physical in many in many ways. So so we we're very sedentary. And you know, in in modern society for the most part, right? And so exercise has become for me and and frankly I, I don't know anybody who's wildly productive who doesn't in some way, shape or form get some good exercise and get after it a little bit in terms of exercise. Because what happens, it's not just, you know, for me that the big shift, especially, you know, as, I, as I've gotten older has been shifting exercise from wanting to look a certain way to not getting fat to, <laughs> to not, you know, trying, trying to, you know, keep weight off. So my knees don't hurt to being a point of leverage to allow me to accelerate the activities that are my productivity, my work. So actually leveraging exercise as a tool for your work to be more effective and more focused and to have less stress. So it's really, I mean, when you, if you boil it down to its most simple, the formula goes from sort of uh, a very selfish focused, you know, very, not, not completely self-centered to other focused. Really. You're doing this for, for all the people who depend on you to be a very productive business owner, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's if you think about, I mean, if you think about it, I love war analogies, right? So if you have the guy who's who's uh, who's not able to get into battle with the troops, right? Physically get out there and run the race really, really well, you're not going to be able to, to lead people, right? Yeah. Sometimes you have to get out there and, and, and display that even if you're more of the big picture person, right? You're more the general behind the scenes. Respect is, is won in many ways by people who are capable of physically getting in the game. And I feel like showing up, you know, I, I just don't know anybody None of my great mentors have been people who are sloppy in this way, you know, in, mm. in, in, their, in the way in which they, they care for their bodies because they see their bodies as a vehicle for their productivity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a pretty simple concept, but, you know, the application, you know, how do you do that, right? Well, a lot yeah. of time and exercise, a, I hear that all, all there's the time. A lot of, there's a lot of discipline involved, right? We've talked about this and we've touched on this or circled around this on a couple of different podcasts is that... We feel like there's just so many things coming at us. And the first things that we sacrifice typically are sleep. So we either stay up really late to do work. Yeah, pulling all nighter. And it's seen seen as like, oh, a virtue, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm capable of pulling all nighters all the time. Yeah. Look at me, right? No, yeah, you know, like somehow you have a gift of being able to stay up. All yeah, the time. you have a row of you know cans of energy drinks, you know, <laughs> yeah. like sitting on your desk, and and it's it's a source of pride. I I don't know. I mean, for some people maybe, but it it does seem like 
well, you have all these hours during the day. What yeah. were you doing during the day that, you know? Well, that's a really good, it's a really good gauge, right? So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're the type of person, you know, sort of look at this and sort of the, the self-exam, maybe if you're the type of person who is constantly canceling on other people because you're quote busy, right? You, yeah. and you, and you see busyness as, as a crown of honor, then you're probably not sleeping enough, doing enough exercise. Like there's, there's an effect on your, on your ability to schedule your day on your ability to, to have, have a disciplined life in so many other ways when these two things are not in place. Yeah. And I've been guilty of that. And I, and I can look back and say, you know what, if I was, was actually prepared, I wouldn't have, if I had prepared and, and scheduled out my day and gotten sleep and exercised well, I would have made that appointment. Absolutely. Yeah. And the appointment would have gone better because I would have prepared for it. So what do these things allow for? And, you know, this is just me personally. If I'm not getting enough sleep, I know, by the way, I can do, uh, I can get, there's different studies on this. I personally, my body, I can do seven hours of sleep routinely. And mine is 9.30 to 4.15. So it's almost seven hours of sleep, right? 9.30 p.m., 4.15. 4.15 a.m. So I'm up at 4.15. If, you know, obviously I can't get up at 4.15 regularly unless I'm getting to bed by 9.30 or so, right? right? At the latest. Not just in bed, but falling asleep. Well, yeah. yeah. And by the way, when I exercise, I'm out immediately. Right. When I, when I don't exercise, it's taking me longer to fall asleep and I'm lying there, right? So how do you do that? You got to shut off your phone. You got to, you got to, you got to actually go into sleep you know, readiness mode, if you will. Right. Right. So, so often I'll talk to, to people we're coaching and go, so what are you doing the hour before you go to bed? Mm-hmm. Cause you really are setting up your ability to wake up early and get after it is very much determined by what you're doing the hour prior to go to, to, to shutting down. Right. So that's, that's the first thing, but by waking up at four fifteen. It allows me a solid hour and a half, 90 minutes of just pure undistracted work where I'm well rested. I'm just, and, and I can get through major projects. Most of my best ideas and thinking happen from 4.15 to about six o'clock in the morning, right? And it builds immense momentum for me. Now that may seem a little extreme for folks. Well, I just so, started that in the last year. So. Yeah. So what, what are the types of things that you're working on during that time? For me, it's, it's, big projects. I, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they said, the first thing I do is I clear out my inbox in the morning. The problem with that is you've just been distracted by all of the, all of the minutia. All the demands that someone else asked of you. Yeah, Absolutely. So you, you hours. believe, uh, so I said to them, do you believe that you're in retail, that, that what you do is about responding to people very fast? That's your value proposition. Well, no, my value proposition is actually doing things really, really well with excellence. Great. So do you think it would be more important to do work that, 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 that is deep in thought, right? For me in building a brokerage, there's a lot of models that we have to look at. There's a lot of thoughts we have to put into coaching, you know, taking individual agents and helping them on their, on their path to, to, to really being excellent. All of that sort of stuff happens first thing in the morning, the business modeling, the writing of, of, of a blog post, the, 
the things that if I get distracted by a phone call or by a text are not going to happen nearly as effectively. So I can get about three or four hours worth of work that would, you know, that I would do in the middle of the day done in about 90 minutes in, at the beginning of the day. So it's just a really great way to, to start off the day. Um, I found, and you're awake before everybody else. And so no yeah. one, no one is emailing you. at that Nobody's time. emailing me that time. So you're getting, you're yeah. getting maybe some, some subscription emails sent to you, but that's no doubt. It, you know? Oh, and by the way, so we just had the baby, right? And so I can actually do a lot of this work holding an infant, <laughs> and which is also a huge win for my wife. Because by the way, infants don't bother you; they're just like cute. Yeah, and they you, they actually her breathing. <laughs> she used to fall asleep on my shoulder, and I'm typing away, <laughs> and it's amazing, right? So she's like she she allows me to even you know get even deeper into to thought. Yeah, if you could just like strap her onto your body, I would. You could I, like, I would. You could have and they have these typing. things, you know, yeah. the, the baby Bjorns. Yeah. So that's actually you'll probably see me, you know, on Monday with a baby strapping <laughs> all day. Okay, so then I'd say that that's the biggest game changer because when you win the day early, right? Then it sets up for me being able to, I, I take some time, do some prayer in the morning. And so for me to put, put my priorities first and, in, 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 you know, which is really as a fiduciary to other people, as, as, as I, as I grow a business and allow other people to have bigger opportunity as a result of my work, I have to do that first, right? You right. know, the, the rest of the organization is, is relying on that. So that's, that's, that's what drives me. It's, you know, I bounce out of bed excited for that. By the way, I have to know, this is just a, a tidbit. I have to know what I'm working on before I go to sleep. I can't wake up and go, Hmm, what kind of big project am I going to work on this morning? I have right. to know that. Cause then you're in your email trying to figure out, Oh, what are the you things know, like, that I can catch yeah. up on? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I, so you really have to have that clarity and that goes to scheduling your day the night before. Right. which can be put into that hour before you go to sleep, just scheduling out what, is, what does my day look like? And a lot of people just rely on a to-do list. Here's all the things I need to do, which is reactionary. This is proactive behavior versus reactive behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's a really, really big thing. And, and that's changed. That type of behavior has really changed my professional life in a big way. Yeah, so we... Okay, great. So we talked about sleep and... So how does how does exercise fit into this, right? Mm. So you mentioned quickly you don't you can't get you can't survive on seven hours and you can't fall asleep quickly unless you're if you don't exercising. Yeah, right. So what what are the what are the things that have worked for you in terms of exercise? So exercise, it's like a if you're exercising well, it's like free drugs. <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's no other way to put it, right? I, I don't maybe, do drugs. Maybe legal, legal drugs. Legal. I think free they have drugs, free drugs yeah. in like Canada. Oh, totally. And and you, they got free drugs right, right at Walgreens next door here. So, <laughs> or not free drugs. Yes, you have to pay for them, but they, 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 yeah, you don't have to do anything you know, weird for them. So what is, what is this? You know, the, it's really, I take exercise breaks during the day. So oftentimes it'll either be right at the beginning of the day after I've won the day. So I've already done 90 minutes. I've done some time in prayer. I've, I've had, I've seen my kids off to school and then I jump on to, you know, the rower or the treadmill or I go get after it, you know, I'm, you know, I, I do CrossFit, so I'll do mm -hmm. a wad. And, you know, 30 minutes, really intense workout, shower, ready to go. I'm, I'm rocking, right? I used to put it right at the beginning of the day. Some people like that right at the beginning of the day mm -hmm. as, as a great way to wake up. I, don't, I found I don't need that when I have enough sleep and when I, when I, when I gear down correctly. But it does now. I've been I've been up since four thirty. So when I'm exercising at 
at 7:30 to 8, it's a good kick and that it's gets me jolt. that that yeah. it's a huge jolt. I, you know, don't eat coffee when you do that. You're going when you work out hard enough, you're going to three o'clock straight through, no problem. And then maybe at that point you need a cup of coffee or something like that. But you're right. you're, you're doing really well. Or and I this is the one I love. I will, you know, I I live close enough to be able to get home for for lunch oftentimes. So I'll go home, have a quick lunch with with Elena and, you know, something small and then go take a run in the middle of the day or go do, you know, do do a workout middle of the day. And that is it's tremendous in terms of really being a reset button for me. So right. I can reset my whole mind, take all the stress from the morning, all the appointments, all the calls and and it resets my mind as to what what the big picture is, right? Yeah. I, I've gotten a number of calls from you while, while, I'm huffing while, and puffing. while you're huffing yeah. and puffing, yeah. taking that run in the middle of the day. Yeah, and it's like, like I, I come up with great I ideas. I just came like, up with a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, 50% of them are are not so great, and I tell you that. <laughs> and then 50% of them are like, yeah, that's really that's a great way to formulate that thought. Hey, if half like the time it. they're really great ideas. But I, oh, wouldn't yeah. have, I wouldn't have had the time to even think about that, right? It's it's almost meditative to do that. Well, you need, need to have some creative space, right? If you're always doing, if you're always working... And you never are able to give your mind a break and just sort of, and and it's good if you're doing it while you're exercising, right? You're actually doing something and not just wasting time daydreaming. You're able to reformulate all the things that have happened during the day or the past week, right? And then you can you can make connections and see inferences and come up with new models and ways of doing things. Totally. In that time. So I think it's it's... You're painting the picture for folks about just how integral these two things are to, you know, yeah, they're, they're real pillars. They're, they're real pillars. Like you, you're not, you're not superhuman, right? Yeah. When I was in my twenties, I thought I was superhuman. I could, I could literally outwork anybody just out of pure will and sort of angry energy. And, and that's <laughs> great. You know, like that, then you were angry. I, I've never seen you angry. Yeah. Right. So, you know, just because I'm competitive and I want to just grit through it and win. Right. And, and that's fine. If I knew what I know now, then in terms of the ability to really click into these and, 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 and master these times where I could think deeply about big, important topics, right? So often I'll talk to entrepreneurs and their hair's on fire about stuff. And I'll ask them, so talk to me about a typical day for you. And it's just like hair on fire all day, right? And it's all reactionary. And if you want to actually have massive effects on your industry, on your business, on your family life, you actually have to have these times that you defend, by, by the way, these are defending, you're defending these times in your calendar because if you don't yeah. defend them and you don't have purpose around them, everything else will creep into these times, right? So you will always find something that feels more important to you than working out if you don't build this habit. You will always find something more important to you than going to bed, mm -hmm. right? And, and so like, I'll ask, well, so what's your favorite series? And they'll go, well, I like this one and I like this one. So- what you're telling me is that you spend an inordinate amount of time TV series. watching TV series, yeah. right? Instead of actually sleeping or working out or doing work that is actually going to progress your career. Right. I just don't have time for that. So I will tell you this, like I, I sacrifice and it's not a big sacrifice anymore. I just don't watch TV. I don't have time for it. Yeah. No, and, I, th I don't think that, I think that a lot of successful people have that in common is that they, they have, they've shut themselves off from TV because the way that it is now 
it's not like you can you can just continue to watch and watch and watch and watch and there's no set people don't like sit down at a certain time to watch an episode of something yeah, yeah. it's like it's on demand whenever you want it on, on your demand, phone so whenever you watch, yeah watch six hours of, of yeah. a series and like look up and be like oh i'm hungry yeah you know? i so i thought one of the things that uh, that i think ties into this really well is the the concept you know so waking up on time getting exercise but the very simple thing and i've 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 heard it a couple of different ways. It's just make your bed Absolutely. first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I can tell like the, the times when my wife and I are just busy and trying to get the, you know, the little one out the door and, and one of us doesn't make, doesn't take the two minutes it requires to make the bed. Mm-hmm. You just feel disorganized the rest of the day. But Especially you take, when you come back to bed, you're like, oh uh, man, yeah. I forgot to do that like yeah. 12 hours ago, right? No, I know. So it's this idea that if you can, if you have the discipline to just do that very simple thing, you've at least won that part of the day, right? And then everything else, every other victory that you win just adds on top of that. Yeah. Well, one thing you could, you could really do is, okay, how many victories can I have before 7.30 in the morning? Yeah. Right. So there's these, these ideas around, you know, really being productive in the morning, you know, the, the, there's this, this popular book series on, you know, the miracle morning. Right. Yeah. So like Hal Elrod. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so like, you know, and it's, it's, it's common knowledge to people who are productive, right? What time are you getting up in the morning? What time are you going to bed? How are you hydrating yourself in order to work out? Are you, when are you working out? Do you have it scheduled? Do you, you know, have you scheduled your, your day the night before? Mm-hmm. Do you have a purpose for your for your day that ties into the bigger purpose of your life? You can't get out of bed at an early hour unless you have a big driving purpose that's bigger than you. Right. Right. Like, you know, you mentioned this and I I think there is something to, you know, you you will sacrifice. I will, I personally will sacrifice and think this is human nature. People will sacrifice for others more than themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's all about you, you may say that you're getting up on a, re, you know, early, but if, but that, that won't last very long. You know, I don't care how disciplined you are. That's not going to last very, very long. It can become a habit, but the, the, the zeal for getting up and, and really clicking into something big, right? So you can get up early because you're in the habit of that because you are a Navy SEAL. Great. So, and that's a great, great thing. It's a great habit. Now, what is that? How is that propelling you through life? Yeah. I mean, Navy SEALs have, have a, have a huge why. Sure. Yeah. Right. So, and, and that's, there's, there's a lot to be taken from that. And it's really a question of ownership of your, of the hours that you're given. In, right. in life. Um, I think, it, and so when you can talk about these two things and, but it's it's really, these are just pillars to accelerate growth for your, for you and your life. And life is short. So go use the hours with, you know, voracious intensity. Mm-hmm. And by the way, never been happier in my life. And it's because I'm making more time for my family and for the people that are most important to me because I control the hours of my day at a, at a whole new level. Right. So that's, Love I think it. that's the key, right? Like if you're not happy, you may not have these things in order. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's a great spot to end. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's nice. Back and, to the big picture. Yeah. Really. Uh, and Nick's like, all right, nice. tie it down guys. Come yeah. on, let's go. Nick's, Nick's giving us the wrap there up you go. sign. He's, he's blushing again. Great. Well, bro, until next week. Good stuff, man. Next quarter. Yeah. Until next quarter. Crush See it. See you then. All right, buddy. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Tower Hill Podcast. Subscribe to our SoundCloud or iTunes 
for more episodes and visit our website, towerhillrealty.com for blog posts and more information on our company.